Today's episode of the Channel 33 Soccer Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event the same day, have your tickets delivered to you straight to your phone, and enter the event without ever having to print anything out. And if you can't go to the game or show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you're going to pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Welcome to the Channel 33 Soccer Podcast. We're talking Euros 2016. We are brought to you by the Icelandic Football Association and Roy Keane's sense of sportsmanship. My name is Chris Ryan. I am joined by Ryan O'Hanlon. What's going on, Chris? Kevin Clark. Hey. And Micah Peters. What's going down? The three-man midfield. I don't know which one of you is the playmaker, which one's the engine room, and which one's the defensive midfielder. Uh, Who's the Makaleli here? I don't know. I, I'm the sub who leaves the bench after every goal to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy I make warm up ten yeah. times in a game and yeah, never yeah, play. Yeah. I'm wearing a bib <laughs> and I'm out at midfield for no reason. Yeah. Guys, we've come to the end of your group stages of Euro 2016. We're into the knockouts, into the round of 16. And to get us started, Ryan, we're going to start with you. I wanted to ask you. Let's say I just woke up from a coma. Nothing like traumatic, just you know, one of those usual comas. And I've only been out for like a month, so I know about soccer. But I ask him, like, I missed the Euros so far. What happened? Well, what is the thing you tell me? This is directed to you personally, because I know that you're a, a soccer purist. And you describe yourself as that. Um, it's the rebirth of soccer on the British Isles, Northern Ireland, Wales, Ireland, Football's and England. Home! Where the game is played the right way. Yeah, man. Yeah. 4 4 2, kick the ball up the field, run after it, put in the goal. Yeah. So uh, all all those teams are into the knockouts? All those teams are in the knockouts, and they're really uninteresting, actually, to me, for the most part. But the team I find most interesting is Wales. Um, for a guy we've talked about before, they're led by Gareth Bale. They're sort of, they won their group with England, um, which I don't think many people expected. I guess some of us expected, because England kind of always fucks things up, um, and they have, again. so Everyone far, in England expected it. Yeah, and I, I, everyone in England, everyone in this room, maybe. Um, but I find Wales the most interesting team because they they sort of they kind of remind me of Leicester this season. Yeah, they've been getting outshot in every game. To me, through the group stages, sort of every team has kind of been what we thought they were for okay. the most part. But Wales is interesting because of the way they play. I think they sort of sit deep and then they create a lot of high quality chances for themselves. Kevin, I'm a Hollywood executive. I want you to pitch me a movie on Euro 2016. What am I what's the what's the elevator pitch? What's the tagline here? The tagline? Well, what, what's the theme of the tournament? A lot of shit. Okay. I don't know if that's going to fly. <laughs> Michael um, Bay directing? Yeah, Michael working? Bay. Yeah, no. I'm gonna, nice. After this section, I'm going to go up and down Santa Monica Boulevard <laughs> going, Was any, would anyone like to make my movie called Lot of Shit? <laughs> Take it um, over. <laughs> um, so for me, I think we're looking at the end of Euros, the Euros as a typical international tournament. This used to be a compact tournament where if you, um, you know, eight of the best teams in the world would be in the knockout stage and you would just it would just be nothing but quality mm-hmm. now third place teams get in if you score two goals like switzerland you can get in you know switzerland's being rewarded by scoring two goals by getting in a bracket that they have a, a fairly decent chance to make the semis or the finals okay um belgium happens to be one of the only good teams in their bracket they finished second to italy 
they have, if you look at the betting odds right now, the top three most likely finals all include Belgium, okay? Uh, France being number one, Germany number two, Spain number three, but they're all playing Belgium in the most likely final, uh, according to the, the odds makers. That tells me that— Do you have a preferred odds maker? Just out of curiosity, it's no, we're not sponsor content. Ladbrokes, right? Yeah, sorry, Ladbrokes, Brokes, Skybet, any of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. The thing which is, one, does Mike Ashley use one? Which one's the, the advertises for Newcastle? Oh, that was a payday loan place. Never mind. Keep going. So, which which uh, service does Mike Ashley use to bet against his own team, Newcastle? Oh, Newcastle! Newcastle's playing you. today. I'll yeah. put a million dollars on them to lose. Um, so what 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 I'm getting at here is it's going to be so diluted that you're going to get to maybe next Euros guys resting for the entire group stage or only playing one game or a little bit more um, targeting towards, oh, we want to finish here. I think people were, at the beginning of this tournament were treating it as the Euros of 2012 or 2008 or a World Cup. Yeah. That's not going to happen anymore. It is so easy to progress. There's going to be a little more of like, let's tinker in the group stages. Let's try to get second or third to, to get this matchup because it's a little bit easier. There's always been... What a shock that UEFA's managed to suck the life out of a competitive <laughs> tournament. <laughs> they, they've all, there's always been those situations where, oh, these guys drew because they were afraid of this guy in the knockout stage yeah, or whatever yeah. but you're going to see it a little more because it's easier when you're playing a northern ireland it's easier when you're playing a crap team that that just qualified but by you know because it's 2014 so i just see a little bit less of competitive juices going forward in this tournament uh in the next three or four euros micah i've just gotten back from a trip from hawaii where i've been training for a triathlon for the last six weeks I haven't had my phone with me because I'm committed to physical excellence. As you could have seen <laughs> from my three-point shootout, what are you going to tell me about what I've missed in the Euros? Um, I would say that you have basically missed the Euros being, the group stages being a very a hodgepodge, and having these teams that are normally very good in tech being broken down by well-drilled, very, like, unified, disciplined teams. Right. Um, so, so team over stars? Is that what we're Team saying? over stars is what I'm saying, just like I was saying last week, yeah. because now <laughs> we're heading into the group stages, and England is playing Iceland. And I think that it's totally possible that Iceland beats England. Because, I mean, like, they've been basically... I mean, it's totally possible that we could have an Iceland-Ireland quarter. I, it's it's you guys no 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 well yeah a little bit but take it to Scotland boys I'll take it to O'Hanlon bet right now if you want how much put money on it how much yeah let's run back the Thunder Warriors bet just just for reference we fifty dollar bets straight up Chris gave me um and I took the Warriors over the Thunder no I want I want to get some odds on that let's keep going with Micah I'm sorry no it is okay though because okay so. In if Iceland can survive through the first half, there's a good chance they they are like surprisingly competent in when the second Hodgson half. When uses his first three all the subs <laughs> in the fiftieth minute, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, I I get the feeling that they're gonna nick a garbage time goal. Like in one of those games right? is an upset for sure. Definitely. There's just no question that France and England are they, they would be too much. That would be too good. That would be too much fun for France and England to play in the quarters. They have Iceland or Ireland's going to win that game. I've and like I kind of want it to be Ireland just because of the whole Thierry Henry like handball thing. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's I great. Think, 
I think that, you know, like they're just going to be very extremely pissed off, you know? And then France is also France. They're going to let us down. I want to see point. it just because Roy Keane has officially started to lose it with, with the refs. He almost <laughs> killed a fourth official against Italy. And you know that the calls are going to be a little France centric in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now is the time Roy Keane has yeah, lost he's, it. He's so calm. <laughs> Uh, for my part, if I was coming in uh, off of a cruise ship where I dropped my phone off the side of the boat three weeks ago, I would tell people, uh, well, actually, I wouldn't know because I was on the cruise ship. But if it would, the roles were reversed and somebody was getting off a cruise ship and I was like, hey, man, guess what you missed? It's a tournament of parody. Maybe it's the maybe it's set up that way. Maybe maybe it's just the end of a long competitive cycle for a lot of these star players who've been playing in European domestic competitions for a long time, racked up a lot of games. But uh, this has been exactly what the organizers wanted. This is what Platini's or Platini's um, vision of UEFA was when he started trying to tinker with Champions League a little. This is why you have to play a hundred games to get through Europa League is because they want. All the countries in this conference, in this, uh, con- like, what is it, the, the association, I mean, across the continent, they want competitive balance. They want Albania to have a shot. They want Switzerland to do well. They don't want to have it just be France, Germany, and Italy. It's weirdly not like the way we conceive of American sports, where I think we all imagine commissioners would rather have it be New York versus Los Angeles every year in whatever sport it is. Yeah. It's like, I think that they actually enjoy and that they there's incentive for the Northern Ireland's, for the Republic of Ireland's, for the Iceland's and the Hungary's to do well here. It's also just weirdly counter to how soccer typically works because you know there are no playoffs in every domestic league and you play 38 games or whatever to figure out the best team are you suggesting the tournament has been set up so well by organizers we should drop all the criminal charges against them well no not at all i mean if anything i think it's criminal that belgium could will probably be in the final i don't think that they're the second best team in europe and it's not we charge them with that no but i mean i think that what you want to see when you're watching a european championship is something like what we saw with russia in 08 well something where your team gets on a run and is hot and has the hottest player right now which was Arshavin back then yeah. I'm so sold on 08 <laughs> Russia I don't know why but that that you want to see like greatness and right now what we're seeing is people hedging a little bit anyway let's get into this this round of 16 there are some interesting matchups but a lot of them I mean I think we have things like we have games like Hungary and Belgium we have games like I don't know I mean Wales Northern Poland. Ireland is hard to call you know I mean that's that's a that's a 1-0 right there. I, I don't know how that's going to work out. But I do want to talk about some of these matchups because we have some tasty ones, right? Uh, Italy-Spain is probably the marquee match of this round. And, Mike, I want to start with you. Uh, how are you feeling about these two teams? Because they both went out of the group stages. They both ended the group stages on a whimper. Spain beat Italy in both 2008 and 2012. I mean, like, they've met 35 times, and it's pretty, pretty evenly split down the middle, I think. There have been... Ten wins, I'm sorry, ten wins for Spain, 14 draws. I honestly think it's a toss-up. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Neither one of them has been that convincing. I mean, like, Spain has been, uh, they've been possessing the ball well. Mm-hmm. Italy has been... Defending really well. Defending really well. Looking, again, like I said last week, uh, like very 2006-ish. So maybe it's 2-1 Spain, I, it, but it's, I feel like it's going to be close. Okay, Ryan? I think it's 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 definitely the most interesting matchup of the round of 16 I think because you know Spain 
has such a distinct style and so does Italy. And that's something we've talked about a little bit. Like a lot of these teams don't necessarily have a style. So seeing the team that's going to try to possess the ball and essentially walk it into the goal against the team that's designed to protect their goal at all costs, essentially, will be fascinating. I think I think Spain, to me, they've been one of the most impressive teams so far. They're, they're playing Italy because Sergio Ramos missed a PK, essentially, um, in my mind. Um, and the margins are super tight in a tournament like this, and that, that's what happens. Um, and I think Italy, the game against Belgium was great, but even then we sort of talked about how that sort of defensive reactive style maybe didn't have that long of a shelf life. Yeah. Um, and they, these guys are a little bit older. Conte's played, hasn't rotated. Yeah, time. exactly. He played some kids in, in, in the in the Ireland game, but yeah. for the most part, he took Buffon out, but he played the same defense, right? And, and we've talked, we talked about it before again, um, beyond the back line and Buffon, like, these guys in Italy, are, they're, they're, just, they're nothing special, nothing scary. I don't if think... Simone Zaza had connected on his, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on his volley, it would have been the LeBron block <laughs> of the Euros. Uh, Kevin, any feelings about Italy-Spain? Uh, No-nil draw, Italy wins on penalties. That's really depressing. Yeah. To have well, the marquee so... matchup of the round of 16 fall like that. Spain and Italy have played games like that before because Italy has the defense where unless you have an incredible talent, unless you have, you know, 2008, 2010 type Spain team, how are you going to unlock that defense? Murata is really, really good, but I don't see him as a type of person who's just going to be able to to take uh, take a ball and get it past those guys. The midfield passing is not what it was four years ago. I, I just don't see You can't anyone... discount the idea that Conte could go up to Murata before the game and just like stare into his soul. And then Murata will be like, I can't do this. Well, there's al- there's also like a weird dynamic of the rumors came out today that Chelsea is interested in Murata yeah. and Conte will be managing Chelsea um, come I like that. We, we had that with Van Hall in the last World Cup. And it was like he, he'd already been named Manchester United manager. And so when they were pl- when, when the Dutch were playing certain teams, it was like, oh, he might try to buy this guy. They play, I think they played <laughs> Costa Rica. And there was uh, it was actually a theory that like they put in Tim Krul in one game and late in the game, one game just to screw with like Newcastle or something. Yeah. It was the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. conspiracy that was theories. That switched out for the penalty yeah. Kicks, right? The conspiracy theories. Like Krul lost so it. Good. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. conspiracy so theories were just amazing. And so I kind of like this extra wrinkle that, that Murata might be going to Chelsea and Conte is just going to be fucking with All right. Like let's that. speed it up a little bit. And I want to, Mike, I want to ask you what team you feel best about going into the knockouts here. Croatia. Yes. And it's I not close. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, for one thing, they managed to beat Spain without Luka Modric. Um, they also managed to split possession with a team that literally uses possession as a form of defense. I believe that was your point, Ryan. Sorry to steal that from you. <laughs> um, but it's okay. honestly, it's like having Bill James in the room. Yeah, you, gotta, you know, <laughs> like you just got to. I'm sorry. But they also, their record would have been 100% if not for that weird collapse against the Czech Republic. Which is not their fault. It was their fans' fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, if Some they... Some of their fans. Yeah. yeah. If, if their fans manage not to do something that is abhorrent, like tar and re- feather the referee or something, <laughs> like, I think that they'll go... I mean, I think they'll win the, the entire thing. You think they're going to win the final? Yeah. Whoa! That's a, that's a shout. The know, thing, right? though, with this, with Croatia, they've... They win a group with Spain, which is great, and like they deserve to be re- rewarded. Uh-huh. But because of I the feel f- like you're not going to reward because them. of the fuck <laughs> no, but because of the fucked up structure of the tournament, they're playing Portugal and against yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Guess like, what? That they'll be fine. Portugal sucks. Cro- <laughs> <laughs> Croatia. Do you think Portugal's good? Yeah, I do. I Why? think any team with Cristiano Ronaldo. I agree. Is sure. Yeah, I agree. Croatia won the group in 08 over Germany. By the way. 
and then Germany got to the final. There's no really no correlation if you look historically between yeah, who wins the group I'm and who gets for to vibes, the final. I'm looking vibes, and I love the Croatia vibe right now. Rakitic is probably <laughs> one of the top five players in this tournament, he, and he's the, the second best midfielder. Loving on that the team. Croatia vibe is not the greatest look right now. I'm just point that out. <laughs> Modric, by the way, was credited for the win even though he didn't play against Spain. Did you guys see this? The no, penalty thing. So Modric approached the, the keeper before the Sergio Ramos penalty and said he's gonna hit it to his right. Oh yeah, I a saw teammate the company was talking about that. Teammate thing was it Busquets caught that he said it and whispered it into Ramos's ear, which I think probably just totally messed with Ramos's. You're head. telling me that Ramos couldn't handle like uh, <laughs> a complex mean, intellectual exercise <laughs> that he just slapped it right up the middle. It doesn't really matter. I feel like every single important thing I've a game I've ever seen Ramos play in, with the exception of like didn't he? I think he won the Champions League a couple of years ago. But you know, every time I've ever watched Ramos in an important situation, he has either gotten a red card or almost gotten a red card or kicked missed a penalty <laughs> kick or something like that. No, I, I don't know. Well, I just, I just want to know. <laughs> I want to know what Busquets said to Ramos. It was. It's like the end of Lost in Translation. Like they were just like Real whispering. Madrid. Yeah, yeah. 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 Some anti-Real Madrid shit. Yeah. Um, guys, what? What's the at Ryan? What team are you feeling good about going into the best about going into the round of sixteen? I'm feeling best about France just because I think the the draw has sort of gone their way. Hill, aren't you? I'm gonna die on that hill for sure, and you know. Didier Deschamps is leading me, leading me up it, which is you know someone you don't. I don't. I don't think I would really want to be following. But and I talked about how France was maybe my disappointment through two games. But I think they're playing Ireland. You know, Roy Keane. You never know what he's going to do. But otherwise, the team is not good. They're just not like they wouldn't. They wouldn't have advanced they have if the, the Irish structure Joe was Allen, different. West Houlihan. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, Stand up. And you know, you guys are. I don't believe this, but you guys are talking about Iceland maybe beating England. So if France has to play Iceland and Ireland in their first two games at home, they're France. They have Paul Pogba. I think they're going to be fine. And you're basically walking into the semifinals. Otherwise, they're playing England in the quarters. We know England, you know. England already self-destructing. It's incredible. When you say you guys are talking about Iceland beating England, I want to go on record as saying I am not one of those people who's talking about that. I think I'm the only person that. here who said that. No, yeah. I'm also saying that because I also believe. <laughs> I want to talk about Ireland really quickly. So Robbie Brady scored that goal, and then he went into the crowd to kiss his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And there's an amazing photo where it looks like all – I wish uh, – the reader should, should should seek this out. All of the entire crowd wanted to kiss him as well. There's like five <laughs> guys leaning in we trying to kiss Robbie Brady. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I was – kissing the TV. Did you guys see uh, after the game, Roy Keane had his arm around Brady and then was literally choking him with his other hand and it was like, it was a sign of affection but it's like the full, it's not like, ah, I got your your neck in my hand. It's like full choke. Imagine if Roy Keane was your dad. I can't. I can't even do it, man. Oh, man. Kevin, what team do you feel best about going in? The people I felt the best about going into the tournament, which was Germany. Germany had 79% possession against Northern Ireland. The last time they did that in a Euro game was 1980. That's a sign to me. I like when teams are just have a plan and do exactly what they do well. Italy's doing the same so thing. Do you like They're, when teams are like, let's follow the plan we had in 1980? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, good teams stay good. That's yeah. my NFL thing, and that's my my Euro soccer thing. Like Italy's also following the Italy plan, uh-huh. right? And so they're going to meet in the quarterfinals, and and there's going to be, uh, you know, two two great plans meeting. But I think Germany's going to win uh, the entire thing. I think there's you're seeing signs of of just. Uh, 
vintage Germany. And I think we were a little bit sleeping on it. You know, I think, I so think too. I, mean, I, think, I think watching them, watching them the yeah, other day, I was like, we got really a little good. too caught up in France. I, I don't believe in France. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, <laughs> when Ger- when Germany just has the ball all the time, you you can read the tea leaves and say, okay, this is we're back. Germany's all right. back. All right. Well, we'll get to your your negative France feelings. But what I want to find out from you guys now is the team that you think. Um, can still turn it around because yeah. I think that in, weirdly in this round of 16 we have a lot of underperforming sides both big ones and, and, and smaller ones and I'm curious about which ones you guys think might be able to turn it around I'm going to just say quickly I feel like England had their crisis early usually like you know I, I know that they they just are just not a good tournament team let's just put it that way I mean they they qualify really well or they win 10 out of 10 getting into this thing they're just generally uh, a little bit of like a front runners when it comes to getting into these tournaments, and then there, inevitably there's media pressure. We got Raheem Sterling Instagramming <laughs> after a match, like hashtag the most hated one or something like that, and apparently he's being rattled by trolls. I will just say that I don't enjoy that that whole like argument about we're just not good at tournaments because that's like saying that you're a good student but bad at tests. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not saying well, you, so. you only play tournaments as, in, as an international. <laughs> that's I, the only thing. No I'm not saying that friend. England deserves anything better than what they have. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think England got their crisis out of the way. Mm-hmm. I still think I, I even wonder whether Hodgson, Roy Hodgson, rotated in that last game, much to the chagrin of a lot of media who thought that Slovakia was there for the taking. They could have won the group. I think that I think that they could, you know, if they get past Iceland, which I, in all seriousness, I think that they they really should. Um, I think that they are in a good situation. Then they have nothing to lose. If the England gets to the quarters, I feel like they're playing with house money. I mean, think think about it. They they came in second in their group. Spain comes in second in their group. They're playing Italy, and England's playing Iceland. Yeah, it's a good situation. And I I also I think England has relatively played well on the a whole. lot of shots. They dominated well. A lot of chances created. Yeah, exactly. And those old, numbers tend to re- re- exactly end, end results. exactly. All you can do is create a ton of shots and not give up a ton of shots and hope that they go in. That's my soccer, uh, overall arching yeah. soccer philosophy. Michael, what's a team that you feel like you'd like to see, you think they could still turn it around? I want to be- believe that something good is going to happen with with uh, with Belgium uh, just because they... They started to turn around. They I had last performance was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, they got the goal late against Sweden, got through, and managed to stay off of, like, the literal valley of death on the other side <laughs> of the bracket. Um, so... I think that maybe they could sneak into the final. Huh. Over Croatia. This yeah, this mean, side of the bracket is so bizarre. This side of the bracket that we're talking about is Switzerland and Poland. Poland, which were Kevin's dark horses before the tournament. How are you feeling about them? Feeling pretty good, but Belgium's going to make the final. Okay. Switzerland and Poland, Croatia and Portugal, Wales, Northern Ireland, Hungary, Belgium. Belgium should probably walk over Hungary. They get Wales, Northern Ireland in the quarters. Then they just have to get through Croatia, Portugal... Or probably Poland in the semi. I think if Belgium's going to be favored in all of those games, I think you don't think Croatia's better than Belgium. No, they're all. I, I think I read the, the the bets. They're all favored. Belgium is heavy favorites to get out of that group. I, I'm not saying I would pick them, but I think they're going to be favored. Okay. All right. They're the team I think that's been by far most favored by the draw. Kevin, do you have a team that you think is still got still got some room to grow? Well, first of all. 
in a weird way Poland does because Lewandowski hasn't broken out yet. They've done yeah. it with other guys. Lewandowski can have a moment or two where he just takes over a game, and if he does it in the quarterfinals, all of a sudden they're in the semis. For me, though, it's Portugal because I think that they were operating with a very tired, I just won the Champions League, Cristiano Ronaldo. Two days to rest now. He's going to be recharging the batteries. I just think they can play better than, than three draws, mm-hmm. and they're on that weird side of the bracket. Uh, I think that they could be running a, a much better uh, rate than, than they in, in the knockout stage and the group stage. All right, give me one prediction before we go. Ryan, start with you. Just give me a prediction from a game. Give me a prediction from a big performance you think is coming. It's a little bit of a wild card question. Uh, my prediction is that Spain makes the final, okay. despite the ridiculously tough Who draw that they them? have. Sesk? Uh, I think Murata. Okay. R- Micah, give me a big prediction, player or team, coming into this to this knockouts. Hmm. It is tough. What I've already laid out there. I honestly believe that Iceland is going to beat England. Okay. I honestly believe that with all of my heart. With all of your heart? Yes. Okay. Yes. Kevin, with all of your heart, (laughs) give me a prediction going into the knockouts. France is going to lose in the quarterfinals um, to to England. England. Yes. I, I feel like there's two types of not knowing your best 11. I feel like there's experimentation, which is what Roy Hodgson's doing. He's resting guys, he's rotating guys. With France, they're trying to go from good to great, and and they're really... I think this is the bad time to be tinkering with that sort of midfield, not yeah. knowing they do. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I still think they have too much talent to win. Like you, you they they just they sort of sorted it out two months ago, three months ago. This is our eleven. You should not be dropping Pogba. You should not be playing around around with Griezmann. You should just know those guys' roles. Yeah. And I think that now is not the time. to If be Conte it was out. managing France, this would not be a tournament. No, oh no, be over. Yeah, no. <laughs> France, for, I, I just I just don't believe in France. That's my prediction. Okay. We'll be back next week to figure out when any, whether any of our predictions are right. <laughs> go Iceland. Go Roy Keane. This has been the Euros 2016 pod.